You're listening to the Her 360 Podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a really good boss, a really good mom, and a really good wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life you dream about. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment to support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious boss mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Delise. I am so excited to have you on the show today. I don't know how many times I can say thank you, but I am so excited to talk to you today. Okay, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, sis. Yes, so just some backstory for the folks that are listening. (laughs) Uh, I know you've heard the episode of why I decided to homeschool, and I said on a family call, we have a family call every Tuesday night with everybody, and I said, hey, I'm homeschooling the kids. And half of them were like, huh? <laughs> and then the other half. And then our aunt said, oh, you've got a cousin that has never sent her kids to school. I'm going to send you her information. And I was like, what? How did I not know this? But I probably wasn't paying attention to it because homeschooling wasn't in the forefront of my mind. So when she sent me your information, I was so excited because you answered right away. And then you invited me to your Facebook group. And it's like a real group, like a real resource. (laughs) So I'm excited to share your resources on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I mean, yes, I um, I appreciate it when I spoke to you and you mentioned, you know, that you've been hesitant about some Facebook groups in the past, but that when you came to Surviving Homeschool, that it was different. And, you know, I think we've been really intentional about trying to make sure that it was not just a pile of resources for homeschooling, but where we actually help people with the how of right. homeschooling and the surviving of homeschooling. It was started for working families who were thrust into schooling from home, really an opportunity to give, you know, some advice that that we've been um, uh, using in the homeschool community. And, you know, my partner, Derek, and I, we just kind of kept going, you know, going with the the needs of the folks in the group. And it's it's just grown to now almost 6,000 people. And so the fact that when you came, you were like, I still feel it. You know, it's real. I appreciate you feeling the organicness of the group. Absolutely. And you've done it so fast. Like this started, what, March? It was March 14th. Yep. So out of a need, you responded with something that is just a part of you. And that's amazing. That is an amazing place to be. So I'm hopeful that today, as we have a conversation, that some of the moms that have newly decided to homeschool their kids are are on the verge, thinking about it, hadn't quite made the commitment to it yet, that they have some insight, at least a place to start with comfort, because that's what you gave me was comfort in, you know, knowing that, okay, I made the right decision. I can do this. There is somebody out here that has been there that actually has a resource for me uh, or can point me in the right direction. And I'm hoping that the ladies that are listening today share those same sentiments by the time that we're done. Sounds good. All right. So before we hop into the questions, give us a little bit of history because your kids have never been to public school. No, they have not. 
So, um, yes. <laughs> so tell us about that. How did that come about? You know, um, so I love sharing this because I think it's important for people to know that homeschooling was not my first choice. My mm-hmm. husband brought up the idea of homeschooling when our son was two years old. And I, like many, was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. I had every stereotype, I'm sure, you know, known to man around homeschooling. Primarily, you know, one of my first was just that do black people homeschool? You know, I was kind of, I hadn't met any um, that right. at the time. And um, I was, you know, I wasn't sure that, that there was a space, you know, where I could find community in that way. And so, you know, I... You know how things go, though. When when someone brings something to your attention, now it's bubbling in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so all I started to do some research. Um, I started to, you know, the person that you thought was at the library just for a story time starts talking, and all of a sudden they're a homeschooler. Or you're yep. in the ground, and you know, um, you're you know chat, chatting over about you know why they have to leave at eleven o'clock. Oh, they have a homeschool program, you know, to attend. And so all of a sudden it started to show in really bright light around me um, of the, the, the option of homeschooling. And so like what many do and what I always suggest is just start digging in and researching. You know, I started to um, ask those, you know, folks about their experiences homeschooling. I went to people's homes and, you know, I was like, what does it actually look like? You know, right. of course, I thought people were standing in front of a board, you know, and they were like, well, you want to hop in the car with me? Because we got to go here and then we got to go there and we got to go here. That's what homeschooling looks like, for me. you know, or it was, you know, what about curriculum? You know, and so I started to ask the questions. I started to visit programs. I started to do the things like you were doing and what you're talking about. And then I realized, oh, it's possible. OK, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can do this, you know, if it's if it's you know, for kindergarten, I think I can teach, you know, reading. I think I remember, you know, kindergarten math, like I can try this out. And so, um, so as you said, my son being, uh, at that point, he, when we, we decided when he was two, obviously you, you don't have mandatory education in our state until five. And so, um, at the point when we decided to homeschool him, he was five. I had a two-year-old and a newborn. That was our mm. first homeschool year and it was insane (laughs) okay (laughs) let me get to the questions that I have prepared for you but you just dropped a whole bomb because I didn't even realize that that was the case so how does one okay because I'm on my 16 13 7 2 and we're doing 13 7 and Two, you know, she'll learn what everybody else learns. The 16-year-old, you know, because she's a band officer and she's done all this stuff, she's decided that she wants to finish, and I support that. That's fine. But for me, the fear of having the seventh, the eighth grader next year, the second grader, and the two-year-old at home is like, <laughs> so you did this with Kinder not yet ready for school and a whole new baby. How did that work? Baby. A whole baby. <laughs> so just <laughs> briefly, how did that work out for you? Um, you know, it it it's interesting because I think that um what I had to do was dig into my why for mm-hmm. why I wanted to homeschool because it was really crazy. You know, it's very difficult to, to as you mentioned, having three children five and under and taking on a new entity like homeschooling but it was important to me to homeschool because of my faith I really want to instill mm-hmm. my faith and my values into my children um, and so it was almost like a by any means necessary even if it's with a five-year-old two-year-old and a newborn um, 
I wanted, we wanted to continue with the flexibility. And so um, being able, we, we have our own business um, prior to surviving homeschool, we had our own business, it's 15 years old. And I love the fact that we can continue to have that level of flexibility. I utilized that flexibility when I was deal, um, when we were starting our homeschool journey with them. And so instead of schooling the traditional school, right from nine to whatever time, I basically did most of his um, my son's education when my others were napping um, mm-hmm. and also in the evening. So the minute my husband would get home from work, we would do 45 minutes of the the main educate the main point. So we would do math and language arts in the in the evening, and the other in the daytime was spent out and about. So as we always had, we would go to the library programs, we would go to the museums, we would go to the petting zoos, we would go to the pick your own farm. So we did that level of education during the day, and in the evening when we needed to get into a book, I used that. I did that when my husband got home from work, and so I utilized that flexibility um, in my day to be able to homeschool and in that. <laughs> crazy situation (laughs) that's that's really good because I think that's part of the reason well and I think that is part of the reason why I said okay I can do this we recently moved you know and my son was sitting him into middle school environment without the extra resources that he had from the school environment that we came home from and then having him at home all of them forced (laughs) was like okay wait now listen you've been thinking about this forever and ever you have flexibility Like you have the flexibility, you designed work so that you could be flexible to go and be available at the school. So I leave your house, just be available if you're going to be available. (laughs) So I love that. Um, So what is one of the first things? Because I know that there's a lot that goes into homeschooling, but if there were one thing that a, a mom needed to know as she was getting ready to start this journey, what would you say is the number one thing that's going to be important for her to know as it relates to starting this homeschooling process for her kids? You know, I, I mentioned it, um, it just just briefly a second ago, but I, I should stress it, right, which is the why. You know, that why, why do you want to do this? Why is it important to me? What, what is it that is driving me to want to homeschool? Because that's the thing that's going to sustain you in the hard times, that's going to sustain mm-hmm. you in the frustrating times, that's going to actually motivate you, you know, when you're tired and really want to get out, you know, really want to um, to do something else or make another choice. You, outlining that why and actually writing it down, a lot of people turn it into a homeschool mm-hmm. mission or a homeschool mm-hmm. vision, you know, is what, you know, you can point yourself back to when it's, um, uh, when you're thinking about homeschooling or when you're considering it. I uh, read a great um, uh, article about an uh, author, and his name is Simon Sinek, and he wrote this book called Start With Why. And mm-hmm. um, in it, he talks about the difference between motivation and inspiration. And he says that if motivation is when you get a hold of an idea and carry it through to its conclusion, inspiration is the opposite. Inspiration is when an idea gets a hold of you and carries you to where you're intending to go. So I would say that the why needs to be inspiring, right? It needs to get a hold of you and then you'll do anything to fulfill it, right? So if that means I got to do it when my child is five years old, you know, two years old and an infant, that means, you know, um, my child is a special needs is not getting what they need in their school system by any means necessary. I'm going to homeschool them, whatever it takes. I'm going to rearrange my schedule. So, you know, if it's my child is gifted and talented and I want to make sure that they can move, move in a way that, you know, I think they need, or I really 
feel like, you know, they need to have history and be able to see themselves in their books. And I want that for them, like whatever that why is, or I'm just concerned about COVID and, you know, um, health issues around the schools, whatever that why is, let it inspire you that no matter what um, challenges you have to overcome in order to make it work, you figure out a way. And we know as women, we are talented at that. We are so talented <laughs> at that. But on top of being women, we're mothers, so we have to do that times however many children we have because they are all different. Yeah. Oftentimes we're wives, so we got an extra level of yeah. multi-vision going on. And then a lot of us that are listening to the show run businesses. So the why is not foreign to us. Yeah. We just have to translate that why into our personal lives and not have the separation. And that was a conversation that my husband and I had and said, you know, I've got all of this motivation and inspiration over here for the business. And I did all of these things and I'm cutthroat. Like there is nothing that is going to stop me from accomplishing those goals over there. So I have to transfer that energy into my personal life because my children deserve it a lot more than the people that I'm servicing for my business. So it's not foreign, yes. the idea of why. It's just making sure that we're not compartmentalizing that why based off of business and our personal lives and allowing those things to play well together so that everything in your life can work according to why you want it to work. I love Love, love, love that. All right. So I know we talked about you starting school with those three babies under five. But that had to bring some challenges. And maybe that wasn't the biggest challenges that you faced. What is one challenge that you can share with us that you've encountered while you're homeschooling your kids? And how did you work through it? Um, you're right. There are so many, right? There are so many challenges and... and, and um and things that happen, whether it's in a homeschool day or just through the homeschool experience, right? But I, I was thinking about your audience and, you know, so I was thinking back to when I had to decide to homeschool, right? Or like right in those beginning years. And I think that the first, my main challenge when I first decided to homeschool was deinstitutionalizing my own mind. Mm. Um, so I think that a lot of times we think that I'm going to homeschool and then I'm going to recreate school at home. So I'm going to put them in uniforms or I'm going to have them wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and we're going to have, you know, eight, six hours of education. It's going to happen inside of a book and it's going to happen, you know, um, in these particular ways, ways that may have worked for us. Right. We you're mm -hmm. talking to women who are business owners and who have many have accomplished lives and have many accomplishments. Um, so we know like, oh, we know the system. We know how to work that system. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't recreate that or think that that's the, that we're going to recreate that in our homeschool life. And I think that one, when I went to my first homeschool fair with a friend, again, my son was two years old. And she said, I said, you know, I'm going to go into this curriculum fair and I'm going to find the best math curriculum. I'm going to find the best language arts curriculum. And she said, you know, I think you should stay out of that fair. And the first thing you need to do is figure out, you know, um, how to how to think about homeschooling differently and I just I didn't get what she was saying but at the time and so we sat down really outside that fair and talked about how you know it's not you're going to find a lot of curriculums talking about one plus one is two it might be color right. you know this one might be in this color this one might be in black and white this one might use blocks this one might use you know food you know but really it's what is important 
to um, what is important to you as your fam as a family. What is what values do you want to instill? If you don't come from homeschooling from that type of perspective, you'll miss the whole point because homeschooling mm -hmm. is not about recreating school at home, right? It's personal. It's what what my curriculum choices should reflect my values and the values I want to instill and the type of global citizen I want my child to become, right? My activity should reflect the same. So I don't have to recreate a nine to whatever time, you know, um, with, the, with two snack times and this particular thing at home. I need to, to think about you know, what kind of child and children do I want my, do I want them to become? And then also what kind of child do I have, right? Because mm -hmm. some child may work well in a math book that looks like this. Someone else may be a kinesthetic child, you know, who actually does need a manipulative. Another child may be, so I have several learning styles <laughs> in my family. Um, and, you know, another child may need a song and a dance in order for anything to stick, right? And so when you think about homeschooling as something being personal, and not recreating school at home, um, it will help you get over the first challenge that I had um, and um, really be able to create a, uh, an environment for learning that reflects your own personal values. Now I can hear the women chiming in in my ear. That sounds great, Delise. <laughs> but these kids have, they got standards, right? We gotta make sure that they get to college or wherever they're gonna go. So if I'm creating my own environment, how am I managing or gauging or recording or keeping up with where they are academically so I can make sure that not only I'm instilling the freedom and the boundaries of learning with them, but they are academically ready for whatever their next step is once they're finished with their homeschooling. Yes, and so, um, so what, that, what that meant for me um, is that, you know, to your point, for me, it was, I want my children to move. What's valuable for me is for them to be able to move at a, move at a pace. What's valuable for me, what's valuable for me is that they, we utilize curriculum that is um, standards-based, um, mm -hmm. that for, particularly for math and language arts, um, but I wanted history curriculum and other curriculum that um, was extremely culturally sensitive and so I um, was able to choose those types of curriculums. And so, you know, so, so deinstitutionalizing and not creating school at home does not mean, does not equate to, you know, um, a freedom of sitting at home, watching TV and doing what I want. My, so what, right. really, what it really equates into, we're going to have, you know, a high standard for math here. We do math year, year round um, mm -hmm. in my home. Um, we do language arts year round. Uh, and our history curriculums and our language arts curriculums mix. And so, for example, we have curriculums that um, instead of saying Jill and Sally fell down the hill, it might say Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were freedom fighters, find the nouns, right? right. So we incorporate those types of curriculums um, is uh, into our homeschool. And so, you know, it's worked out really well um, in terms of our schooling. Um, my son is two grades ahead, you know, for all of his subjects. Um, and, you know, it's it's really because he goes at his pace. You know, he's found his passion for technology because of the freedom, you know, in in, in, his, um, in his school day. My youngest, uh, she is in a hybrid school environment where she has a variety of different curriculums, um, kinesthetic curriculums as well, but she also pursues her passion for acting 
um, and she's on a PBS show this this month. You know, my middle child is, and actually my two oldest are both in the Duke Talented and Gifted program. And so giving children freedom to explore their interests, giving children freedom in their day, while the parent does track, you know, for in, in a variety of different ways, those academic um, points, um, is possible in homeschooling and um, and they're able to thrive. I love that um, because one of the reasons why we decided to pull Morgan, which is our seven-year-old, is when before school, when I was having to send her outside of the home, before she started kindergarten, she was learning with an English lady, Miss Karen. She's the funniest person in the world. But Miss Karen is from Britain. And Miss Karen was teaching, I think she said fourth grade reading, and she said she got tired of brown kids getting to her and could not read. So she decided to start school at home to prepare these kids to go into the school system. Well, when Morgan left Miss Karen, Morgan could count, read, write, do all of the things that kindergartners normally have to start in kindergarten doing if their parents don't have access to having someone to teach them like that. Well, Morgan went to kindergarten in first grade, and Morgan told her teacher, I already know this. Can you teach me something that I don't know? Yes. And it was taken as she was being sassy, as she was being, I'm like, no, no, no. That's just, that's her way of communicating that even in this gifted program, you're not doing enough. Yes. And it's unfair for her to sit in the classroom while we catch everybody else up. If I could just take her mind and take everything that she's got and just let her go. And just let them go. Exactly. You can't. And, and, and that is a, a huge benefit of homeschooling. And I would add, though, you know, that there, was, there were also concepts with my son where we sat on for a month. Like that subtracting zero, you know, 400 minus 100. Yes. You know, it took us a month to get through that, right? But so you can, it's both ways, right? You can speed through the things they get, right? Like you said, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to spend every a week on the letter A, make it an apple, right. turn it into, put some puffs on it, color it red. Like I wasn't going to do that. We're going to move right. along. Right. Um, and so we were able, you know, you can progress in the curriculums uh, that you, you know, that you identify as at the child's pace, but you can also say, you know, I really, we can, we can teach to mastery, which is important for our family. So people say, how do you get a child? You know, um, your child is at home. They're going to get all A's. But what's the benefit? Why, what parent wants just their child to get all A's just so they go you out in the world and fail, right? You want to know that they yeah. know that they know. So we teach to mastery in our homeschool. And so, you know, so what that means is I've noticed that you've got a 97, but you consistently get subtracting zeros incorrect. So we're going to sit here for a second and do subtracting zeros. Um, until you master it as well. You know, until you master it. And, and it shows up, you know, yes, we don't, some school, some, some, um, Homeschools do participate in standardized testing. It um, by um, each state has various um, require, requirements relating to testing, relating to number of subjects you have to cover in your homeschool, etc. Um, we've never uh, before last year participated in standardized testing because my thing was we teach to master. I already know what they know and what they struggle with, um, but I did have my my twelve year old take the uh, SAT as part of the Duke Talented and Gifted program uh, or Duke TIP uh, program and he excelled. He got over a thousand um, on the on the um, PSAT and you know he's in sixth grade and so I can wow. only see him getting better but it's because we as mothers right if we have the opportunity to educate our kids 
then we will make sure that they know the stuff, right? We will push it, right? And so we're not going to let them sit around and, you know, hang out and not think of, not think about the standards, you know, that, that we have and we have for ourselves. We're going to, you know, push them and we're going to, um, to move at their pace and allow them to excel in ways like that. I love that because on the flip side with Morgan, my son, it struggles with math. And I told you when we were on the phone, like we were doing his math together. It was probability. And we messed it up together. together. And I was like, man, but it was graded. And I said, email your teacher and see if you can get that back. Because we need to redo that because we didn't get it right. So we need to go back through this and retest. But that's been his normal for so long. And I felt so bad because I was like, how did I allow this to go on for so long? Because we're rushing. Yeah. And the same way my seven-year-old is being held back is the same way that my seventh grader is being pushed yes. to get something that he needs more time with. Yes. So now I'm like, okay, no, no, we can slow this down. We can slow this down and take our time and take as much time as we need to get through these concepts so that I know you know it and I know that you can be successful with it right. when you leave. That and makes you can me. do it like, you know, and, and it may look like that for math, right? But he may be excelling in science, right? Exactly. So like say, oh, well, you're still in seventh grade science because I've had to slow you down in math, right? He can be moving along in these other subjects. That's one of the things I love about homeschooling. You can move along, slow down, you know, in a variety yes. of subjects. So it's not subject or age bound. I love, and that's, I think I'm most excited about that because I'm like, this kid is so advanced in these other areas and this one thing to hold him back, just no, like, no, no. And I'm not going to pay for summer school for you to do something that you was doing before that he didn't get when you was doing it before. So let's just have this conversation differently. (laughs) So I think that's what I'm most excited about. And I think moms need to hear that. And I know I keep repeating the freedom and the boundaries and the pace because that's important. And I'm learning as I talk to more moms that are homeschooling that this is the part where you're in control. Like you're in charge. You remember Hustle and Flow? I'm in charge. You are in charge (laughs) of this for your baby. And who knows what the limits are for your kids when you take those restraints off of them. Yes. Love this. Okay. So I I know I got to get to my other question because I don't want us to go on and on and on. But what are three resources? And I'm not talking like curriculum or anything like that. And if you have curriculum, then that's fine. But three resources that every homeschooling mom should have in her repertoire. Yeah, so you, I'm so glad you asked this question. I told you, you know, your questions are amazing. And they made, me think, made me think about homeschooling in a different way. Um, because when you ask about what a homeschool homeschooler should have in her repertoire, you know, I started thinking about, you know, a homeschool friend who's going to talk you off the ledge, you know, um, someone who's going to say it's okay that they don't get the, the, uh, the, um, subtracting zeros, my, you know, that's okay. You know, it's okay if, you know, they, um, you know, they're having challenges, you know, with, you know, tears and falling out, try again tomorrow. It's okay. It's okay, mom, that you're having challenges with tears. (laughs) tomorrow, right? You need that friend that's going to say, that's going to kind of, like I said, talk you off the ledge. And I have, I feel like, you know, um, 
that's been huge for me to be able to sustain us um, for our almost decade of homeschooling now. Mm -hmm. um, another thing you need is community, right? So in addition to that particular friend, you need to find community. And, you know, I, I'm doing this whole session for moms on those with those who are considering homeschooling. And, you know, there's all these questions about socialization, socialization. I'll tell you that socialization is not an issue for the homeschooler, right? Because there's all kinds of programs and cooperatives and tutorials. It can be an issue for the homeschool mom, though, because right. you're dropping them off at these cooperatives and then you're leaving and you're going to run your errands or you're going home to do some chores or you're going to do your business. And all of a sudden you're the one that's isolated, right? Yeah. And not the child. That child is fine. And so finding community is really important for the homeschool mother. One of the ways that what I what we do um, in my community is essentially we put all our kids in the same classes so we can hang out, right? So <laughs> Y'all go to this science class and we're heading to the smoothie shop. You know, we'll have fun at the at the National Museum of African American History and Culture or at the Bible Museum or whatever class that you're in, and we're gonna head over to get some pizza or some lunch or have some tea. And it. so we tend to put our kids in the same programs. We'll call and say, "Hey, are you gonna sign up for that summer camp? Are you gonna sign up for this? Okay, good. I'm gonna sign them up, and then I'll meet you across the street." And so that's the ways that we find community, and it's been amazing because where someone you know, people have their communities in their workplaces. It's like that for, for us, right? We go and we go to all these programs six, some, you know, five, six days a week, but I get to see my friends five, six days a week. I'm not isolated. And then the other thing I would just say is just a favorite resource, you know, a place that you know you can go to when you're looking for something quick, like I need a good, you know, math um, worksheet, you know, I need a, 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 a fun science project to do with my, you know, second grader, you know, a very good, resource, kind of your go-to resource. And that could be a Facebook group, that can be a listserv, that can be a website, you know, but kind of a go-to place because there'll be times when things come up and you need to just put something in front of your child. Um, or there'll be times when, you know, you're just in limited times. It's a parent who's working, you know, that you, you know, you may have to hop on a call and you just have some limited time. You need to have some go-to resources, websites and things so that um, when the time comes, you can stick it in front of your child um, that will help you as well. And so those would be my three back pocket resources. I love that. And I especially love the part about community because as moms, you know, we're, we are wired to take care of everybody else yeah. first and then forget about ourselves. Yeah. And I think during this time, it's especially important to consider yourself because you are making a major life decision for you and your family. And we set the tone for our house. Yes. We set the attitude for our homes and we set the tone for our children. And yes. if we are not well, then we can't expect our kids to be well. And we are now the main single point of reference for our children. We are removing those other influences and becoming a huge influence for our children. Not that we weren't before, but kids spend a lot of hours at school. You yes. think about six and seven days, six yes. and seven hour school days, you know, six months out of the, you know, six, nine months out of the year, that's a lot of influence from external yes. sources. So now you are replacing that with you. Yes. And that can be intimidating, right? That can mm -hmm. be super intimidating, which is why I talk about the, the, the friend and the community because it can be scary to feel like, hold on, you're telling me that, you know, his math progress is solely dependent on me choosing these curriculums, you know, and what if I choose wrong, right? We talk about those fears. What if I choose wrong? What if they get behind? What if, you know, you start spiraling like this and you need somebody that will say, it's okay. It's okay. 
breathe. <laughs> I felt like that before and here's what I did. Or, I, you know, I felt like that before and here's a great resource. Um, and because it is, it's, like you said, I think that the biggest challenge is not families who want to take on homeschooling, right? You have families who will say, yeah, you know, I don't want to send my child back to plexiglass, you know, right. desks and, or I don't want to send my child back into temperature control, you know, checking temperature kind of environments, but I'm not sure I want all of that responsibility, responsibility. on me. Mm-hmm. And I just would encourage, you know, um, your listeners as well. Like I talked to you, like you can do it, but you don't have to do it alone. There's a whole community right. that can help you through those and you'll build confidence over time where you realize, hold on. Okay. Right. I can't really mess this up. I mean, right. <laughs> if I, cause you can, I mean, even if it's that you're not the primary teacher, right. You can, you can say, you know, I don't want, I don't remember algebra and I don't really want to do that again. I'll find a good resource. I'll ask the community, they'll give yep. me some resources and I'll find a good resource. Like you said, from the beginning, we do this in all so many other places in our lives, right? I mean, something mundane is like, I need a good crepe recipe, you know, exactly. I messed it up and I need a good recipe. How do I exactly. find a better recipe, you know, to something like, you know, I really want to make a landing page for my business you know, who's, who's the best place. And we take on these new ideas of, you know, technology for our businesses or recipes in our home. We do, we could do the same thing. It transfers to homeschooling. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but let me ask Google. Let me ask friends. Let me ask community and you can get it done. (laughs) Absolutely. So speaking of community, you have uh, an amazing community that we referenced in the beginning. And I know there's a lot of information. I know when I, when I finally committed and said, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. And guys, I committed like a couple of months ago. Like I committed and then I was like, so how do I make sure my husband? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he said, yeah, but I'm not really sure, but I'm going to hold on to this commitment and just keep talking about it. And so I can final, like hard, yes. And then I can publicly say it. <laughs> but when I first committed, I was like, okay, I'm committed. This is what we're going to do. You know, it's my time. And then I was like, okay. Uh, one who looks like me yeah. that's doing this because that's different. Yeah, I read an article even in your group. It was a mom that shared an article in your group that talked about the differences between why we homeschool and why other people homeschool. Yes. So who looks like me? I'm in San Antonio. It's not a lot of us. Yes. Uh, well, we're here. We just aren't. We're not on social media. I'll just say that. So I got to find them. So who else can I go to as a resource? And it was so timely. Like, God, is so amazing. Because, I mean, I said it, and when Annie sent it, I was like, oh, this is the thing that I've been looking for. <laughs> so share the thing that I found that has been so magical. <laughs> I like, ladies, I haven't even had the opportunity to dive into the fullness of what surviving homeschool is. But when I'm present in the group, and I'm looking at resources and I'm watching the conversations because I'm a lurker. I told you I'm not the best Facebook group participator, but it's there is comfort and community there. And it's not just us, but we are there. And the women that it's just community. So share your community, because I think everybody needs to be a part of this community that you've created. Sure. Um, so. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Surviving Homeschool can be found on Facebook. You can also search Surviving Homeschool. Many people have taken on our name for various reasons. So now we're the Surviving Homeschool. So group slash the Surviving Homeschool. Um, Again, almost 6,000 families that we're just so grateful, you know, that Mm -hmm. that come to the community, not just, you know, um, 
because of us, but to your point, because of the community and being able to get mm-hmm. solutions and answers to their questions. Um, where we, so in Surviving Homeschool, we provide uh, practical survival tips, right? So right now we're talking about how to survive the summer, how to, um, uh, thinking about spring, uh, summer break, summer vacation, um, summer camps. Um, mm-hmm. We also do cataloged resources, so you can look into topics and be able to look for things relating to particular subject areas, which include the conversation we're having right now around race and ethnicity resources for talking to your children. Um, but And then there's also, to your point, encouragement and lots of humor. So we were laughing. You know, yesterday we post lots of funny memes um, as well. And so it, it's a wonderful community. And out of that community, we, again, we try to respond to the needs of mm-hmm. the community. And what we started to see probably back in, April where people saying, you know, I think I'm going to, I don't know if I can do this in the fall. I mean, you know, send my kids back to school in the fall. So I think I'm going to start considering homeschooling. And so, um, or some people were saying like you, no, I'm pretty much sure I'm about to do the homeschooling. And so we created two group, two private groups. Um, one is, you know, uh, specifically is homeschooling right for me. And that group started last week. And so if people are still interested, they're welcome to join. You can find that um, group at tiny.cc slash surviving homeschool. And I'll send all this stuff out to you, um, uh, to UK. I'll give you all the links. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, they can find that private group where we're really digging into the whys and into the question of socialization, into the nuts and bolts of it. Um, but there's also, there are also people who are saying, no, I'm pretty sure I'm going to homeschool. And so we, that, that I'm going to homeschool group will start, uh, in July, July, the first of July. Um, so that we can really get into, a, you know, that's more specific by state. Um, that one's going to uh, be very, um, definitely very state specific and into the weeds of, you know, what does my state require? What does, you know, what kind of, what are the different types of curriculums available, right? So that mm-hmm. we're going to dig into those weeds. We also do, um, we know summer's upon us. And so mm-hmm. people are concerned about, you know, obviously they're working. So what are they going to do with their kids? So what we decided to do is create something called Summer Together. And essentially we were planning a month of summer activities for kids. Um, and so taking, again, taking the load off of parents, right? So that at least you know that, you know, there's a calendar of activities available. Surviving Homeschool is going to be providing this again in a, in a private group, you know, for those who want to do an art class together, or, you know, we're going to bring a reptile folks. We're going to, you know, participate in some of these, you know, reading, um, read aloud programs together. We're going to take field trips. We're going to do summer virtual field trip um and so we're going to set up like a you know we set up like a calendar for us to do summer together surviving homeschool and then lastly we have small businesses in our um in our community and we want to support them we didn't want to we didn't want surviving homeschool to become a place where people got sold to all the time right we want to support our small businesses and the um individuals who are providing classes so we created something called school pond tiny.cc slash school pond s-k-o-o-l-p-o-n and so school pond is essentially where we provide virtual classes at a discount so imagine what someone may be looking for you know on an out school or a um a a program a a place where people are providing tutoring and that that sort of thing imagine getting those same classes but at a discount and nice. so our idea is that we can provide opportunities for small businesses to promote their business um, or for a teacher who has a class that she, you know, she'd like to teach. She would offer, um, she or he would offer it to the community um, at a discount. And then we would promote, you know, um, and then that would help those parents who obviously some are dealing with financial challenges, mm-hmm. um, but it will also help shore up our small businesses who may have, you know, classes or seats that they need to fill 
in their classes or educational consultants, you know, et cetera. And so, um, so we're trying to kind of support all the needs that we see or many of the needs. We can't be all things to all people, right. but many of the needs, the big needs that we see happening in the community. That's amazing. I ladies will leave the show notes. If you click, if you listen on iTunes, if you just scroll up, it do, you don't have to stop listening to the show. But if you hit the icon for the show and scroll up, all of the notes and links that Belise is referencing will be listed there. So you can listen and go <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Look, yes. that's the business part of me. <laughs> you can yes, it's important, go. right? You want to be able to get access, you know, to the information you need when you need it, right? And especially when we're multitasking, you know, as business owners and parents, you know? Um, And so, you know, it's also something that's happened. I call surviving homeschool like an accidental startup. I literally had just gotten home from vacation. My friends were, I didn't even know what was happening in the States in terms of the coronavirus. And my friends were texting me when I landed. My my email was crazy um, about what was happening. And I said, you know, I guess I felt, I felt a burden. I felt led to be, you know, to, to do something and give them information, but I couldn't do it on my page. And so, because it was too many resources. And so when I created Surviving Homeschool, it was really out of a burden. Um, And I called my friend Derica and I was like, what do you think about this? And she was like, I think you need to do something. And, um, and then she, you know, she hopped on and she's helping me out. Um, I wouldn't even say help me out. She is the other partner, the other side of Surviving Homeschool. And um, and so together we're just trying to serve. I love it. I love it. I love, love, love it. Well, Delise, one more time. It has been amazing sharing you on this show. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm going to be, ladies, just so you know, I'll be in that July cohort. <laughs> okay, t- tell me what to do. Um, so if you've decided, then I would love for you to join me. But if you're on the fence, then definitely, by all means, you know, hop in now. I know we're mid-June. You're hearing this. But hop in. Get, catch up. It's worth every bit of anything that you're going to have to invest. This is a time where you buckle down and really make the decision to be the mom for your kids if this is the path that you've decided to go on. So one more time, tell us where we can find you, uh, and then we will see you guys on the next episode. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you again, Kay, for the opportunity and the great conversation, the amazing questions. You can find us on Facebook group slash the surviving homeschool we also it's easier you can go to www.survivinghomeschool.com it'll point you right over to the group perfect well that's our show for today ladies make sure you go and you connect uh, and let them know that you found them on the heart 360 show i will talk with you all next week if you loved this episode Kay wants to know Please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's favorite things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhitaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kaywhitaker. This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.